Hey everyone, it's Tuesday, April 21st, and this is the fifth episode of the Wilson Extension. Thanks for supporting me and following me through five full episodes. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul writes this, And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except for Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. These are incredible, incredible words. When else in life is refraining from attempting to use lofty speech actually encouraged? When have we ever actually been instructed to not depend on the wisdom of man? What Paul describes in this passage is something that I like to call godly dependence. Now, I don't know about you, but every now and then I really struggle with asking for help. See, it bothers me when I need to depend on somebody else, because in my pride, I love to think that I can do every single thing on my own or in my own strength. As we discussed a couple of episodes ago, we all love to think that we can be God. But the truth is, we are always in need of him. See, Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Elsewhere, in John 15.5, Jesus would say this, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. And then look at this, for apart from me, you can do no thing. You can do nothing. In other words, Christ is saying to his disciples, you need me. He doesn't say, you need yourselves or muster up the strength and get it done. Rather, he says, you need me. But do we actually live into this truth? Today in this fifth episode, I just want to walk through and break down what Paul wrote in chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians. And in doing so, I'd like to kind of answer a couple of questions. What does it look like for the follower of Jesus to live in godly dependence? What does it look like to see ourselves with limits and to recognize our need for the power of God? In this text from Paul that I just read, God uses his apostle to give us the following factors that are found in godly dependence. First, godly dependence includes a refusal to seek wisdom or knowledge in ourselves. Listen again to what Paul writes. He says, And I... When I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. And so Paul actually depleted himself of all of his own speech and all of his own wisdom. See, so often we attempt to find truth and meaning in ourselves. This only makes sense in an egocentric society that prioritizes popularity and fame but it simply doesn't fit the pattern of what scripture tells us. 
In James 1.5, James, likely the brother of Jesus, writes this, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Note here how James doesn't say, let him ask himself for the wisdom, or let him search his own mind and attempt to discover the wisdom of his own strength. No, rather he implores or encourages his reader to go to who? To God. And this makes total sense when you look at the rest of God's word. For instance, in Psalm 111, the psalmist says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. And so wisdom and understanding do not begin in the fear, respect, and reverence of the self or of other created things or beings. God's word doesn't say that wisdom and truth originate in our own hearts. No, what it says is that it actually begins with our Lord. See, the beginning of wisdom stems from the fear of God and true understanding or knowledge is evident or displayed through the living out of that fear, respect, and reverence. Likewise, Proverbs 2.6 says this, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And so, see, it's not Paul that gives wisdom. It's not the president. It's not our doctor. Now, in some ways, yes, all of these individuals might have some kind of wisdom. I'd obviously say it's quite unwise to reject the words or advice from your doctor, all because he or she isn't God. But here's the thing. No matter what, they are not the source of truth and wisdom. No, what we are told here is that the source is who? God. It's ultimately him where that, 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 that provides wisdom. It's in him that knowledge is found. It is in him that understanding is seen. And that's exactly what we're taught in the first part of this text. Godly dependency finds all of its wisdom and all of its knowledge first in God. Second, godly dependence includes a constant fixation on Christ. Again, Paul wrote this, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And so Paul actually made a decision. See, this wasn't natural. It isn't a natural thing for us to fix our eyes on Christ because our sin gets in the way. I think we can all testify to this. It's so incredibly easy to fix our eyes on other things. But Paul chose. He understood what was most important, even if it wasn't the most comfortable. And what was most important? What is still most important today? Christ. Paul literally writes that he knew, quote, nothing among the church of Corinth except for Christ and him crucified. Now, he's clearly exaggerating a little bit here in the statement. If we read through his letters to the Corinthians, we see that he wrote about many, many different aspects of God. But what was his main motivation in all of those teachings? What was his primary purpose 
that everything he said would lead the church back to the lesson of Christ and Christ crucified. Now, I would invite us to ponder this for a moment. Does that influence us? Do we truly act and talk and think as though we are motivated by Christ? See, I can't help but think, what would it look like if Christ and him crucified was all that influenced me? If every conversation I ever had was motivated by the fact that Christ took the wrath of God for me, that he bore my sins on that cross, what would it look like for that to motivate every single action I take? What if that motivated every single thought that I've ever had? We are most at peace when we are fixated on this truth that for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 See, godly dependence includes overwhelming fixation on the truth of Christ and Christ crucified. Third, Godly dependence includes an understanding of one's own weakness. Paul wrote this, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling, and my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom. See, I am weak. You who are listening, you are weak. Now, we never want to hear this said to us. It makes us feel so uncomfortable inside. We don't want to accept the fact that we are mortal. We don't want to understand that we are prone to fear. It's difficult for us to acknowledge that at times we're quite vulnerable to trembling. But an ignorance to these truths is not what goes into a godly dependence. Godly dependence has no room for the re rejection of reality. And the truth is the truth that is evident in scripture is this. We are needy. We are helpless on our own. As we read earlier, apart from Christ, we can do no thing. Not some things, not three-fourths of things, but no thing. And we must realize this. We must live into this. And actually, our testimony of God really depends on it. Why? Our fourth and last aspect of godly dependence actually tells us. See, godly dependence testifies or tells the truth of the wisdom, knowledge, mystery, and power of God. In other words, our helplessness points directly toward the truth of God. Paul closes this section of his letter out by saying this, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling, and my speech and my message were not plausible, implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So why did he choose to know nothing else but Christ and him crucified? Why did Paul lean into his own weakness? 
What was the point of displaying and explaining his own fear and trembling? And what was the intention of his refusal to speak with his own wisdom and lofty words? For one purpose, and it's simple really, to direct others to God. Our dependency points to God. It testifies of God. Listen, Paul's utter weakness and neediness was his testimony of God. Because it is independency, weakness, and neediness that our God's strength is shown the clearest. See, Paul understood this, and so must we. This is why he could write in Romans chapter 8, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, But he, the Lord, said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. In Ephesians 6, 10, Paul says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of not our might, but his might. See, our God delights in our dependence because it is a favorable tool of his to show his strength and reality. Wherever you are in your walk with him, whatever doubts you are struggling with in the time being, I would implore you, acknowledge your need of him and lean into your dependency on him. Find your knowledge and wisdom in God. Fix your gaze on Christ's finished work on the cross and confess your absolute neediness. It's only then that we may truly and fully proclaim the testimony of our God. Now, that being said, I'm excited to say that this podcast is going to be organized a little bit differently from here on. Instead of sharing a collection of random thoughts that I've been having during the day or the week, I'm going to start strictly relying on God's word. From now on, I'm going to simply walk us through a certain book of the Bible and then break down the specific lessons that God has in store for us from from whatever content that we end up reading. See, I no longer want this podcast to be about me attempting to put my own lofty words or my own wisdom onto a document before sharing it to you. Instead, my goal from here on is to lean into my dependency and weakness. Um, and and to depend on God and his word and let him do all of the talking. I hope that you'll stick with me in this new season of my podcast. I think God has a lot of amazing things in store for it. But until next time, family, may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you this week.